Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio. I'm here with my friend and co-author Nancy Saxton Lopez. This is a broadcast that we do every Thursday from 6 p.m. Eastern to about 6.30. And it gives us an opportunity to take the information that we gathered and shared in our book called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. Take that information and share it with a much broader audience through this medium. And so we do this, we do this presentation every week and then it is available for replay on YouTube and Facebook and also on a whole bunch of different podcast outlets. And one of the things that we do that we know is really gratifying and brings a lot of solace to many people is we read letters from audience members mm -hmm. and we give some thoughts on those letters. And so we, appreciate your sharing with us. And please, if you would like to share with us, you can reach me at kenddv at gmail.com. You can reach Nancy at nsaxtonlopez at csmpc.com. That's N-S-A-X-T-O-N-L-O-P-E-Z at csmpc.com. If you write to us, we will write back to you. One or both of us will write back to you and give you our thoughts. If you will allow us to share your, your communication with us on this broadcast, please let us know that. Let us know whether or not that would be okay with you. And if you have any particular things that maybe you'd like us to, to delete or not share, we understand that, of course. And we understand, of course, if you'd rather we didn't share it, That's <laughs> it's fine. totally up to you. But uh, it does help people to, to hear. All what I'm telling you right now in the intro is available in the description underneath the replay. So it's all here for your reference as well. You can support our program in a lot of different ways through Venmo and PayPal and monthly subscriptions. And in fact, we want to thank Barbara and Lily and Harvey for their support. Barbara's brand new this week. So thank you so much, Barbara and Harvey and Lily. Thanks so much for your ongoing support. You can learn how to do that again through the description. We'd like you to know that this program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society in Springfield, Massachusetts, wonderful shelter that provides a whole bunch of different services. And you can learn more at Dakin, that's D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E.org. Dakin sponsors a cost-free Zoom pet loss support group that I facilitate once a month. It's usually on the second Tuesday of the month, and that will be the 11th of this month. It runs 6 p.m. to 7.30 Eastern time, and you can find the RSVP link in the program description, or you can go to Dakin.com Humane and look at programs, and you'll find it there. There is, again, no cost. You can join from anywhere in the world, in the world. and we've got people from all over the country and various parts of the English speaking or English speaking and second language world. world. It's always great to have people who are coming from local, locally here in Massachusetts. And then we have all these different perspectives as well. It's quite, quite a supportive event. And so please join us if you think that it will be helpful. Also, please consider going to YouTube and pressing the subscribe button because, and that also is in the description, because the, the more people who subscribe on YouTube, the higher this program rises on the list of resources when people are looking mm -hmm. for pet loss support. So please keep that in mind. And, and if, you, uh, if you find this program val valuable, please take a few minutes to go to YouTube and subscribe. Nancy, want to get us started? We have um, 
two stories tonight that are pretty tough. Um, yeah. They're all tough, but believe yeah. me, they're all they're all difficult. They're all so intimate and heartbreaking, and also heartwarming at the same time. Um, but I'm going to read um, about Abby. Uh, Emily had sent in this her email about her beloved English bulldog, Abby. Um, and then Ken is going to talk about Nigel and his two babies that were in a tragic accident. So I'm going to start with Emily's, you know, email. Abby started with a slight cough a year prior diagno diagnosis. Doctors said it was allergies, prescribed cough tablets. Almost a year went by until March 3rd, 2022, when her cough returned. I brought her in on March 9th, 2022, and they said, let's do an x-ray. As soon as she returned with Abby, I knew, and she has a little emoji with tears. She told me this is not what I expected. She has a mass on her esophagus, and she's got four to six months. My heart dropped to the floor. Abby is my best friend and therapist. She helped me through several surgeries, being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and my husband cheating on me. What am I going to do without my baby girl? We were referred to oncology. As I drove home, I had to pull over several times because I couldn't see through all the tears. When I walked in the door, my son and youngest daughter were waiting. They knew it wasn't good. As I started to tell them, I was hyperventilating and collapsed on the floor. I knew I was going to have to make the hardest phone call ever, calling my daughter a college. She was a senior in college getting her master's in zoology. I quit my job. I was terrified to leave her alone at all. We went to oncology two weeks later. They confirmed the mass was about a golf ball size. A cardiologist also saw her, and she had an enlarged heart. The oncologist said that they could go in and attempt to remove it, but given the location and how bulldog chests are, it was risky. I made the decision not to move forward with surgery. I wanted quality over quantity and whatever time she had left at home with us. She was prescribed hydrocodone and trazodone, but I was also giving her CBD. She had good and bad days, but it was manageable. She had slowed down and slept a lot. We cuddled a lot. We celebrated her big sister's college graduation, her 11th birthday, and trips for pup cups. Being in Texas, it was too humid to be taking her out. She was dressed in her pretty costume, made pink party dress for her birthday, enjoying her cake and photo opportunities with her girls. I knew the cognition had declined and she couldn't eat her cake by herself. Fast forward to November, her cough increasingly got worse, but I could control with meds. On November 25th, 2022, my daughters paid Abby's vet bill after they insisted on getting an x-ray. The doctor said the mass had taken over most of her chest cavity. I asked, is it time? Yes, it is. My husband's birthday was the following day. I told my daughters I can't associate those two together. She was still eating and drinking and going to the bathroom. And in my head, it was that she wasn't ready. 
all my years of hospice care, I thought when she's ready, she'll refuse fluids and food, plus didn't feel like she hadn't told me it was time. The week before she crossed was so hard. She was struggling and I was procrastinating. I couldn't lose my baby. The night before we took her out for pup cups and went to see the Christmas lights. We put her in a stroller with reindeer headband on. She loved the lights and being outside. She was so happy, huge smiles. Her last day, we got her a pup cake and pasta, her favorites. As she was eating her cake, I headed to the bedroom to change to go on her last car ride. Little did I know, she had actually followed me to the room and sat outside the door and heard me crying. I sat with her in the back seat, giving hugs and kisses, telling her, I'm so sorry, I love you. She was weak and couldn't walk into the vet. I tried to pick her up, but between crying and lack of sleep, due to constantly walking her, I couldn't leave her, or lift her, I'm sorry. My daughter picked her up and carried her into the room where we sat for a while. My oldest daughter worked there. She came in and did the assessment on Abby Girl. I asked my daughter the hardest thing ever, can you bag Abby and put her in the freezer? I told her I know it's hard this last time. She will be kissed and held, and I wanted to know that her body is being respected. My daughter did it with much dignity and love. As the first syringe was going in, I felt my heart shatter. And the second syringe, almost instantly, she was gone. My best friend, my heart was gone. We went home and I slept on the couch. I couldn't sleep in that bed. It was empty. Since Abby's passing, I feel guilt. Should I have done the surgery? Did I cause you unnecessary pain by holding off the inevitable? The week before her passing, due to lack of sleep, I would think, when is she going to pass? I'm just so tired. What is wrong with me? How dare I say or think that? I never wanted to lose her. I was just so tired. Is she upset for me thinking that? I spent nine months grieving before her death. I'm glad I had time with her, like getting blue bonnet pictures. For nine months, she was my focus. The morning after her passing, I didn't know what to do. I had a routine. I have three other dogs, but not the same. Her little sister, Leah, has suffered severe depression. Her big sissy is gone. Abby passed December 14th, a friend December 25th, and another friend January 7th. It is too much to process. I would always go to Abby for comfort, but she is gone. Abby was my beautiful English bulldog that loved me unconditionally, and I hope I did that for her. I'm not coping well at all without her. If she is connecting, I am not feeling it, or maybe I am so grief-stricken, I can't feel it. Oh, that's a hard one because of all the things that Emily has gone through and continued to go through after her Abby died. Yeah, so not only did she lose her best friend, but then she lost three, she had three other losses. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Abby passed on the 14th, her friend on the 25th, another friend. Right, two seven, so three in a row. And one of the things that she said that I think it just is important to respond to is that she was so tired that she was wondering, is this, is she ever going to pass? Because yeah. it's so exhausting. And, and is she upset with me for thinking that? And, you know, we all need respite when we're yeah, giving that degree of care and right. it is exhausting. And she's was just admitting to herself how very 
difficult it is and how draining it is. And oftentimes we hear people say this kind of thing where they wonder while they're, while they're feeling that sort of thing, or even during the euthanasia, right after the euthanasia, did this somehow make their pet feel like they weren't loved or they weren't valuable, they weren't valued. And, and of course that's not, that's the way not it correct. Is it's not the way it is at all no. because the, they experienced your love and care for, in this case, 11 years right. and everything you did leading up to, them. yeah, leading up to her death and planning for her euthanasia, you know, all the, the rituals that you went through and giving her her favorite food and, and her ice cream and all that. I mean, they, they experience, they, they, they know that you love them. Yes. <laughs> and they don't, they don't think about that. That's not how, how animals work. Um, she, they're, they're such pure, innocent beings and they would never hold malice or judgment. Right. Or criticism. They don't hold, they don't hold right. grudges. No, they just love you. <laughs> yeah. And when it's their time, it happens, right? Yeah. So, and and this, you know, she said that she held on to her for longer than than maybe she should have. I mean, that question is is always always there. It's always there. Did I do it at the right time? And yeah. you know, you do have to you have to balance their needs against yours. And it sounds like she was certainly. Uh, at she was at the end, but it wasn't like she was in any kind of great distress either. It was she was just she was at the end of her life and she didn't yeah. have much energy left and she wasn't feeling her best. But she wasn't she wasn't suffering so she wasn't in agony by any means. It sounds like yeah, it doesn't it didn't sound like that. But she the, it, it's just is so powerful that the bond she had with her, yeah right? yeah and. And it was so cool that her daughter has gone into the field, right? Yeah. yeah of yeah. being with animals, taking care of animals. That's a that's how hard a, for her to be the one. I know. That's a real. To take Abby and take care of her at end of life. That's a real rite of passage for her daughter, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And it sounds like she she did it masterfully. Mm -hmm. And and of course, I mean, we usually do get some pictures from from people. We got like, I was telling Nancy, I was saying to Nancy before we started, I have thousands of pictures of Abby, which is another indication of what she meant to Emily. Yes. I, while you were, while you were reading her story, I was, I was cycling through them and the ones that I showed are not all of the ones that Emily said. That Emily said. We certainly appreciated all of them. She was a beautiful dog. There's a painting, oh, there's a painting of Abby as well. Oh, I and love that. It, That's it, such it, a great painting. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. So, so this dog, Abby, meant an enormous amount to Emily and the family, and it's so evident. So I mean, you have to see the celebration. I love that. Look at her little her little outfits. Oh, it's tremendous. So beautiful. So, so we thank Emily very much for sharing Abby's story, yes. and what a what a wonderful life. They, she had a wonderful they, life, they, and and you will get and Emily, you will get through this. It's yeah. painful. It's it. It's, sometimes your breath is taken away, yeah. and you feel like you're you're not connected to anything. Um, and after those ebbs and flows, you know, um, all those wonderful memories and all those as you look at those pictures, 
you know, we'll all come back. And, and you had such an amazing life with her. You gave her a great life and she gave you that too. Absolutely. And we have a, I'll share this, this message is common. It's from Maggles Waggles. Right. Somehow I feel like that's probably not her real name or his <laughs> real name. I also felt completely lost after my dog's death, losing my purpose and routine. I quit my job yeah. at the time as well to give my all to her. I'm so glad I did. So that's very exactly. similar, very similar to what Emily went through. I so mean, thanks it was so much for sharing that. Yes, thank you so much. It, you know what? It was it was so true, right? Her, the, what, how she wrote it was, "I quit my job." Yeah. You know, she, and I'm sure uh, Nagel's Wagels. That's the same, right? I quit my job. I have to yep. be with with them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so let's see. So now we're going to move to Nigel's story, and I'll just start by showing Nigel. Nigel had two names. beautiful giant schnauzers. Ruben and Maggie. And here's what he wrote to us. He said, hi, I found you on Spotify and it's comforting to listen to all people's different situations. Last week I nipped out for 10 minutes. And I, what I've learned is that means I just stepped out for a few minutes. That's not a, a phrase that we use here in the U.S. very much. I think it's a British phrase. Mm -hmm. and, he, and Nigel can correct me if I'm incorrect. But last week I nipped out for 10 minutes from my workshop and left my dogs there. And when I was on my, on my way back, I had a phone call that my place was on fire. I was 40 seconds away. I managed to pull Maggie out as she was near the door and I just spotted her back legs, trying to resuscitate, resuscitate her, but she was gone and still warm. I couldn't get to Reuben, the smoke and fire was too intense. They said Reuben was on the couch. They were giant schnauzers, both rescues. Maggie had just turned three and she was such a sweet heart and a gentle giant. And Reuben would have been four in May. The one thing I never did was take them for granted. I loved them and appreciated every second I had with them. They even had cuddles before I nipped out that day. What advice can you give me as I have lost my two special friends and really don't know what to do? I still can't believe they're not here and I can't go home yet to the house. It's so empty. Kind regards, Nigel. Well, I mean, thank Nigel for that. Yeah, story. this is, this is a really, really traumatic. Very, very hard. Yeah, very hard. And the way I think about this is it just, you know, we often talk about this, that we don't know the future. We don't know what's going to happen 30 seconds yeah. from now, really. And we do our best. We we live our lives in a way where we, we take responsibility for doing everything we can to, you know, take care of ourselves and take care of our our loved ones and then Something horrible happened. horrible unforeseen things happen sometimes and that's just fate those things happen and they're, oh, they're, they're not just yeah, traumatic they're, horrible. They're, they're very traumatic there's not they're not something that we that we had any role in causing or that no. we you know i just heard i have a friend who who recently told me that there was a house fire next door to her and they lost all their pet they lost the oh. house fire and what a what a horrible thing it was it what they weren't her pets but she had she had a real, kind of a casual relationship with them because she would see them they were i believe two dogs next door and when i heard this i thought about that and i thought oh my gosh this must be so much harder because it was his pets it was in his workshop 
And so we have, we really send our, we've, we we send our condolences to Nigel and, and it's very, it's very helpful to hear this kind of story because when these kinds of things happen, people often will feel a a, a sort of a, a, an extraordinary overlay of grief yes, and and guilt, I should say, because, Mm -hmm. because this happened on their turf. Right. They should have, they should have. Yeah. Why did he go out that day, yeah. right? Why yeah, did he leave? Why did that I step out that day? Right. Yeah. Why I mean, shouldn't I be able to foresee that? And again, the, the truth of the matter is, how could you possibly have foreseen such a you thing? Couldn't. Stuff happens that's way, way outside of our control. And and we we're not, you know, we're not omniscient. We don't foresee the future. And we have to just do the best we can to move through our grief the way we would when there's when there's any kind of circumstances that lead to a death. You know, we did keep uh, in touch with Nigel. Um, and I was able to uh, reach out to um, some pet loss counselors in England mm-hmm. and to set him up with somebody because that's just such a tragedy. Um, okay. And so we, I, we did have some conversation. We, we kept up with him. Um, so, but I mean, it happens. I'm, I'm, I have a few people I'm working with right now that uh, one gentleman's dog was killed in a dog park by another dog. And one saw his dog get run over by a car. I mean, it's unfortunate that these things, these things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it, it's what it is. And, and that's such a kind of a difficult thing to say. But like Ken, you said, Sometimes these things happen. It's fate. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't tell you how many. There's one story that we heard about a, I believe it was a Karen Terrier who picked up some kind of, oh, the ch- the bird of a dead bird and yeah, the oh bird. Oh my god! If there, if I'm not pulling something out of my dog, my two dogs' mouths every day or every other day, and and sometimes they eat stuff. I don't even know what it is that they they find in their run when, you know, I'm out, I'm out there with them. I found them, I found one of my dogs rolling on a dead worm today. I know. <laughs> I mean, and I try to be out there with them always. I'm out there with the pooper scooper following them around. And, 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 and I'm just like, you know, you, you do the best you can. Hmm. And friends, Sometimes, friends, were well, me, friends were, we were out to dinner with friends just um, this weekend. And they said that we had to pull a sock out of their dog's butt. <laughs> the dog was 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 defecating and this and something was coming out and it was a sock. And they you know how many dogs eat, eat clothing? <laughs> and yeah, and I heard that and I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> and they said, Oh yeah, we have a friend whose dog whose dog ate underwear, ate somebody's underwear. Like in 30 in, in a split second it was gone. It, and it, so it, it, these it, two guys, one of them is a physician, and the other guy said the other guy said, I gave it to him <laughs> to pull it out of her butt. I'm like, I mean, they do these things and, and they do that, you know, they, these were not life threatening, but sometimes but they be. are, sometimes that- they are like, who's to say that one, that that couldn't have gotten tangled, you know, that, that couldn't have blocked the intestine. And so there, but for the grace of fate, you know, <laughs> these things. Well, happen. I mean, my experience uh, as an intern in Blue Pearl was at least once a week, 
a dog would come in having eaten something. Yeah. So many socks, underwear, a crochet pin. Um, I mean, uh, the amazing amount of things that dogs will eat. Yeah. Um, and so there were a lot of times uh, surgeries, you know, yeah. to remove these, these things. Yeah. You know, so... And, uh you know, we do the best we can. We're not, we can't watch them every splits. I mean, most, most people cannot watch their dogs all the time. Like they're just, you, and, and like Nigel, we have to leave our homes or our workshops yeah. or, you know, my, I have an office that's part of a barn. I, I, my cat lives in here when I, it comes and goes as she pleases. If something were, if a tragedy were to happen, like what happened to Nigel here, who knows? That's possible. That's certainly possible, you know. And we, so we're always at the we're always at the mercy of forces well beyond our control. Mm -hmm. And it's just you know, it's just very important to remind ourselves of that because what of course happens is we immediately start the recriminations, all the things yeah, I should right. have done. It's our we, fault. You know, Something we that. did. We we could have saved them, etc. Mm -hmm. But but all said, I mean, it's the grieving is is really like. And it, it's always very difficult and challenging and sad. But when something really tragic happens like that, you know, um, an animal hit by a car, you know, a fire, you know, maybe a, who knows, it could be all of these kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, somebody leaving their car, it, uh, the dog in the car inadvertently, yep. you know, in the summer. I mean, it's, it, and that's, you know, the guilt with that, right? We've heard, um, we certainly heard that, yeah. Yeah. We uh, certainly heard that. Or yeah. giving pizza crust to their dog and the dog choked. Uh, yep. So un no matter what, it's helping you really get go through the grief. And if you need help, talk to somebody. Yeah. Talk, to, talk yeah. because yeah. those these well, kind I would, of... If I were Nigel, I would, I would need yeah. help. Yeah. Sure. Because it's it's overwhelming when a tragedy like that happens. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's overwhelming anyway. It, but yeah, with yeah. these kind of things, you know, that happen and they're not they're not planned. You of know, course, nobody wants no. to have their they're animal. The farthest thing from plans that planned that they could possibly be, and that's it's. But but there are if if that kind of tragedy happened for me, I know that I would I would seek help. Because yeah. I would, it would be so outside what I would expect, yeah. and I think my pain would be so fierce that mm -hmm. I would, I would want, I would want to talk to yeah. someone about it. To take care of of yourself as best as possible. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and thank you again, Nigel, for sharing yeah. that. It's very helpful to other people to consider the possibilities and the reality that life comes at us in ways that are sometimes really really painful and challenging i the last email he sent he said to me do you think it's wrong that i'm looking for another dog <laughs> no i think it's great it's that he's thinking about no. getting those his dogs were rescues yes he gave them a great he gave them a great life he did tragedy befell them he'll give his next dogs a great life as well no yeah. two ways about it so I think it's great that he's thinking about getting other dogs. And if he weren't, that would be fine too. You know, but exactly. if he's feeling that way, why that's just wonderful, I think.
So now next week, I think that we're not next week. We, yeah, we're not going to have a program. I'll be traveling. And so we'll have a program again in two weeks, right? In two weeks. And I want to share this with people. I had a death mm -hmm. and which this was, this is why Abby was a little harder for me uh, to read. And I'm going to talk about my Jack. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm planning to do that in two weeks. I think mm -hmm. after two weeks I'll be able to to do that. I've sent Ken a whole bunch of pictures already. Mm -hmm. So and we, and it's like when the pet when the pet loss lady you know you know loses her own right. Yeah. Like Ken yeah. when you yeah. lost Abigail and mm -hmm. Isabel. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, but I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll have that discussion mm -hmm. next time, and in the interim, you know, we'll just. Uh, Hope that you, if you, if it will be helpful to you to just li perhaps listen to some of the, some of the programs that are available. Oh yeah, the, we have, we have 109, 10 this now. 100, this is 109, this one. Yeah. 109. And please, again, you're, you're making me remember this. Please, if, if you could take a moment to, to go to YouTube and subscribe, that would be helpful because it'll alert other people to mm -hmm. the program's existence. So thank you. Thanks, Thank Nancy. You're welcome.